Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, so, so here's the deal. A few years back, um, a life group I was in, we decided we were going to go on a float trip. Okay, we, we were going to go on a float trip, so a big group of us, maybe about 15, uh, we decided, man, let's go down to the Buffalo River and let's go for a float trip. And the uh, story really only gets worse from here, j- just to be fair. Um, so we've been on the river all day by this point, you know, and they have ropes that are off on the side and all these random little activities you can do as you kind of cruise down the river. We stopped to eat lunch and we had lunch and Man it, man, it was awesome. We're having an awesome day. And, and we finally kind of come around this large bend, and we notice there's this massive stone rock wall that's just jagged and rigid, and all people are jumping off of this thing from all different places. And we're like, wow, we, we got to do that. That looks awesome. So we pull off our kayaks on the side of the river, and, and it was, you know, I thought it was kind of strange, but when I pulled off this, you know, the, there was this elderly gentleman, and he was proud. He goes, yeah, I want you to know. I make it a point to jump off the top of this thing at least once a summer. And I'm like, uh, and I'm looking at the cliff and I'm like, you know, I just don't think that's that impressive. It doesn't look like it's that high. I'm like, but that's cool. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm like, good for you, man. You, You get it done once a summer. I'm proud of you. That's great. So we decide, my, to, me and two of my buddies, we decide we want to go up on this thing and we want to jump off of it. Nobody else wanted to, but we'll do it. So we start climbing up. But right before we start climbing up this cliff or, you know, this, this rock wall, this young man goes up before me. So I'm just make up in my head. I'm just going to follow him up the rocks. And as we go up, you know, you're kind of getting higher and you're like, yeah, you know, okay, that is kind of high. That does. All right. Makes sense. Like, and then I finally, we get to the top, we follow him up to the top and I realize. We're not at the top yet, but we're getting really up here, okay? I'm like looking down, I'm like, oh, right, this is getting real steep. So eventually we get to the top, and by the time we get to the top, I kid you not, we are 70 to 75 feet at the top of this rock, like climbing behind trees. Like I didn't even know this place on the rock existed, but here I am peering between two pine trees thinking there's no way I'm jumping off of this thing. No way I'm doing it. So I, I, I look at this guy and, I, you know, he's like, he, I'm like, you're not planning on jumping off this thing, are you? He's like, yeah, I absolutely am. I'm like, okay, well, you're a maniac. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there and real casually, he runs and he jumps off. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I'm with my buddies and, and we're trying to decide, do I want to jump off this? He survived and, it, it, you know, it, it was in this moment that I had a vision of this elderly man's floating head speaking to me, telling me, you can do it. <laughs> so I decided, I decided, man, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to make the jump. I'm going to go first. So I, I, I actually, I have the video here, but before I play the video, I want you to know, I tried to upload it from my phone, but it was giving me problems. So uh, the video came out a little ghetto. So I have a little grace for me, but uh, you, can, you can see this cliff here. Let's show this video. Sound effects too, praise the Lord. So here we are up here. Come on. Let's watch it one more time. You guys clap. First service was like, hmm. I'm like, come on, guys. Here I am pouring out my heart and my soul, showing you you this great leap of faith, and nobody cheered me on. 
I almost uh, didn't show at second service because of that. But no, responsible or not, I decided to, decide to jump off this thing, okay? And it felt like forever falling. It was, it was seriously terrifying. But I jump off, I survive, praise God. My friend, my second friend, he goes after me. He jumps off, he hits the water, he lands, he survives. He's all good. So now we have our third friend who's up here, and he's like going back and forth in his head, like, do I want to do this? This looks dangerous. You could tell he's scared. He's contemplating in his mind. And while he's trying to make up his mind, there's a girl about, three, or about two or three levels lower, which is still probably at like 40 to 45 feet. She's like, are you going to go? If you're not going to go, I'm going to go. You know, like they're having this whole exchange here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm fine. I'm tying my shoe. It's like, you don't even have shoes on. Forget it, you know. So she gets up on this, on this edge, her friends are cheering her on, and this girl, here, here's where the story kind of takes a turn, this girl jumps off the rock, but as she jumps off the rock, she kind of leans backwards, yeah, man, so instead of jumping down like pencil style, she's coming down at like, you know, 45 degrees or so. And, and it, this is from like 40 to 45 feet up, this is high. And as she comes down, she hits the water and the back of her head smacks the water. And it was like, oh. And she comes up and her eyes are like rolling around and she just faints face first down into the water and just starts bobbing in the water. And I'm thinking, holy moly, someone's got to save this girl, right? So I take off like Superman. I take off from the river bend. I'm like, don't worry, I'm coming. I'll get you. I'm on my way. I start swimming out. I swim 10 feet. I'm absolutely exhausted. Don't feel like I can swim another foot. Praise God, there were some people who had some kayaks because just to be frank, I don't know if she would have made it if it depended on me. Don't laugh. If you do laugh, you're sick, okay? But... The kayak comes up, they, and they pull her out of the water. They bring her to the side, and it's like, I, I'm pretty sure they ended up um, airlifting her out of there to make sure she was okay. Her words are all over the place. It was crazy. But meanwhile, let's not forget, <laughs> old number three at the top of the cliff, looking down, thinking, <laughs> all right, <laughs> now I got a decision to make. What am I going to do? And he's literally up there, and I'm like, you know, you would think, you're like, bro, this girl almost just died. Walk back down the rock. Like, it's not worth it. Don't jump off this thing. I'm never going to do it again. I'm like, you don't need to do this, man. Trust me, it's not that cool. Like, just go down. But he was up there. His friends had did it, and, and he was, nothing was going to stop him because he was all in. He was all in. That's the only way. That's the only way you could explain why he was just ready to do this. Because he was all in. And long story short, after about 15 minutes, he decides to jump off, and he survives. And as we close out 2019, which we know was a year, you know, themed around this whole idea of better days, a year of holistic health, you know, getting more healthy physically, spiritually, emotionally, just holistic health. Um, we've decided, I'm excited to share with you the theme for 2020, and, and it's exactly that. All in. Yeah, it's good. Come on, I'm glad someone's excited about it. Like, this is a year where Destiny Church here, we're, we're going to be all in. And, and this year, we're collectively as a church, but also as individuals, we're declaring and we're deciding we're going to be a church that's all in. Right? Say, I'm all in. All in. 
Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we love you, and we come to you right now, um, God, with the request that you would use me in a divine way to communicate your word, but also would you open up our hearts to receive your word in a way that would transform us, the fabric of who we are, our character, into the image of your son, Jesus, because ultimately, Lord, that, that's the goal right there. We want to be Jesus' hands. We want to be his feet. And um, Father, we can only do that if you help us through your Holy Spirit. So let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers also in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this theme, all in, we're all in. There's a couple of scriptures that are driving this vision, driving this theme for 2020. And although I say theme, these three scriptures, yes, they, they are driving our theme and our, and our purpose as a church, but they also are really the essence of which why the, the church exists. Like these three scriptures are the reason we're here. These are, these are the goal of what we want to accomplish as the body of Christ. These scriptures summarize our purpose as a church. So as we talk about vision for Destiny Church for the next year and the next decade, you'll hear these scriptures again and again because we're going to be keeping it in front of you. So let's look at these at the first scripture here. Matthew 22 verses 37 through 40. It says this, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest what? Commandment. Notice Jesus says, it is, it, you know, here's something that would be really good to do if you're planning on being a Jesus follower and a believer. No, no, no. This is a commandment. If we're going to be believers, if we're going to be Jesus followers, it is not optional. It is a commandment. We got to love God with everything in our heart, everything in our mind, everything in our soul. Amen? Then it goes on to say, verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment. 39, the second commandment is equally as important. Love your neighbor. You got to love your neighbor as yourself. And it says the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Now, if you've been in church for a while or you've been in religious circles for a while, you know, you, maybe you recognize this form of passage uh, is the passage from which we take the great commandment. It's what we recognize as the great commandment. And it's ultimately, it's this, to love God and to love people. And, and that's going to be one of the things we build this church on is this idea, this commandment, right? This, this, this is one of our non-negotiables. We're, we're going to live out the great commandment. We're going to love God and we're going to love people. If you agree, say amen. amen. Okay, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Moving on to our second scripture. Our second core scripture here says this. Jesus came and told the disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So the guy with all the authority is now going to tell us to do something. He's going to commission us to do something. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. He says, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Here from this passage is where we pull the great commission. So every believer, every Jesus follower, it doesn't just stop with, I received Jesus as my savior, and that's the end of the cycle. We've been commissioned. We've been given the purpose. We've been given the job, right, to make 
other Jesus followers. And we want those Jesus followers to make other Jesus followers. And we want to help each other to obey God's commands and live out his plans and his vision for our life. We have to go and make disciples. If you agree, say amen. Okay, Destiny Church is going to be a church that one, follows the great commandment, two, takes part in the great commission, okay? Then I have a third scripture to share with you here. 2 Corinthians 13, um, verse 11, it says this. Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last two words. Be joyful. Say be joyful. Be joyful. Come on, enjoy life. Enjoy life. We're God's masterpiece. We're his creation. We're living a life full of purpose. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. And then the God of love and peace will be with you. And I think there's something to say here where he says, be joyful and grow to maturity. I don't think there's a separation between those two things. I think as we take our own spiritual disciplines seriously, as we commit ourselves to evangelizing, as we commit ourselves to being a Jesus follower and making Jesus followers, growing spiritually, maturing spiritually, I think that leads to a joyful life because it's a life full of purpose. So these are our three core scriptures, and we've used these three scriptures specifically to cement our mission statement as a church. So, man, if you consider yourself a member of Destiny Church Marshfield here, it might be a good idea to write this down, keep this in front of you, because we all want to run with the same vision, right, to accomplish God's purpose for this church. And here's what it is. We've taken all those to make this mission statement. Destiny Church exists to lead people in a pursuit of God so that they can love life. I'll say it again. Destiny Church exists to lead people in a pursuit of God so that they can love life. And when I, and when I say so that they can love life, I'm not talking about so you can get the Ferrari and the big house and you know the supermodel, blah, 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 whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. We wanna just love life. I'm, I'm talking about, listen, when we pursue God with everything, when we give him our full, our full heart, our full mind, when we sacrificially love God, when we base everything we do in our life around pursuing God and loving God, we're going to have a life that's full of purpose so we won't be able to help but love life. Because every word we say, every action I do, every hug I give, everything that I do, every step I take has purpose. And if my life is full of purpose, that's a life that I love. Not to mention God blesses his kids, amen? So, we, so we've kind of shortened that down to have the saying of the house, and it's this. Maybe you've heard it. Pursue God, love life. Pursue God, love life. That's what, that's what Destiny Church is all about. Pursuing God, loving life, loving each other. So not, not only is the great commission and the great commandment the mission of the church universally, but also that is the mission for us individually if we call ourselves a believer, if we identify as a believer, the great commandment and the great commission. And we need to be a body, right? We need to be a group of believers that is all in on loving God and loving people. Somebody say all in. So these three scriptures are, are the primary passages we've used to really put together our mission statement, and that's you know what a ton of our vision is rooted in moving forward. But there's one last piece of scripture that we're using to, to weave into our theme for 2020, and, and it's this, Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. It says, all the believers, say all, all, all the believers devoted themselves 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Somebody say devoted. So we see that all the believers in the New Testament church, everybody, all of them, were devoted. The first characteristic, the first thing we learn about the New Testament church is we see that they were a group of people that were devoted. They were, in essence, a group of people that were all in. They were all in, right? They, de they decided we all got the same vision, the same mission, the same purpose. It was a group that said, we're all in it. And watch what happens when this group of people decides to say individually, we're all in. What, watch what happens collectively. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and they shared everything they had. Anyone who wants to hand me some money, come on. It's biblical here, y'all. They shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Check this out. All while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Come on, they're pursuing God. And because they're pursuing God with everything, because they're all devoted to the same mission and the same purpose, they're all living a life, taking part in a life they love, enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to those who were being saved. I read this and I get hope. I get excited. I get vision that this can be Destiny Church. This can be Destiny Church. I get excited thinking this can be us. And, and how much of a blessing could this church be to not only us, not only the people sitting in this room, but the people God hasn't even brought yet, the people we are going to bring. Because notice they added to their numbers those who were being saved daily. Like, so when you think about it, what would it look like? A church that's all in, what does it look like? I have some thoughts I want to share with you. If we're a church that's all in, church is no longer optional for us. It's no longer we come once, maybe twice a month. No, no, no. We're all in. Like, we're all in. We're going to make it a point to get here. It's important to be a part of what God's doing every week. I'm a part of the vision. I'm a part of the mission. I am going to commit. I'm going to be devoted to showing up. No days off. I'm all in, right? I had a conversation with a guy after church last week, and he said, man, I was with my family in Kansas City. He said, Pastor Mark, I had to drive down. It was important for us to be there. And listen, I think some of us in the room, we need to adopt the same conviction. Some of y'all won't even drive 50 15 minutes to get here on a Sunday, and we got people driving three hours. Come on, no excuses. We're all in. What else does it look like if, if, if this church is all in? We're committed to leading a life group or joining a life group, right? We're not going to sit on the gift God's given us, or we're not going to sit on our resources. Some of y'all got a living room that could fit 25 people, and we're doing nothing with it. God's blessed you with that. Right, And if we're all in, if we're a church that's all in and we're committed, we're going to use what we have to pursue him. And because of it, we'll live a life that we love. We're not going to sit on our gift. We're not going to sit on our resources. We're going to use them for the body. 
Right? We're going to be committed to giving of our time, talent, and our treasure. No longer have we been coming to church for a year and we walk in and walk out. We're going to contribute, whether it's holding a door or, 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 or giving to any offering. We're going to be generous. We're going to be a generous church with our time, our talent, and our treasure. And just think, if we all commit to being generous, how many people can we bless? How are we going to bless each other? How are we going to bless this community? We need to be all in. Come on. What if we decided it was, it, it was unacceptable for me to go a week without inviting, without bringing someone, without being convicted to tell my coworkers and my family and my friends, hey, you've got to come to this church because God's using it to minister to me, and I believe he can use it to minister to you. I want you to be a part of this family. Come on. Some of us haven't invited someone to church in three years. Amen. Come on. Are, 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 we, are we convicted? Are we all in? God, I, I, God I'm all in because in 2020, that's what we're going to be. This is who we're going to be. We're going to be a church that's all in, devoted, committed, a body that loves God and loves people. Amen? How powerful and impactful would it be for us? And even in our private life, even in our, in our private time, and we're going to do our part. We're going to grow spiritually. We're going to mature spiritually. We're going to commit to our spiritual disciplines, and we are going to grow as a body spiritually, numerically, all of it. It's going to be awesome. Okay? Amen? Repeat after me. I'm all in. Here's what I found. Here's what I found why vision is so important. If, if we share a vision as a body, right, we, we all know what to be devoted to. We can all have the same purpose. So if we have a shared vision, we can know what to commit to. And if we all commit to the same mission, the same purpose, there's not a power in hell that can stop that mission from being completed. Amen. So January 26th, all of us are meeting. Y'all are going to be there. So excited to see all of you guys. Seriously, it's going to be an awesome time where both of our locations come together. Destiny Church meets as one family, one Destiny Church. Man, we're, it's going to be awesome. And uh, this is on the 26th. We're going to meet at the Oasis Center, and uh, we're going to have one big, powerful service at 10 o'clock, and I want everybody to show up. And uh, man, there's going to be some great things that day. We'll, re we'll recap this past year. We'll have our life group leader sign up. So start having those conversations. You feel convicted to lead a life group? The answer is yes. Yes, you do. Come on, it's, it's go time. But, you know, I'm excited. Pastor Chad, he's going to begin to lay out the, the Destiny Church's vision with great detail. And then we'll follow that up with a series on our vision. And we'll explain it in even greater detail. And we'll catch fresh vision for where we're called to be as a church. And the reason I'm excited about this is because we've been sitting in the office on Tuesdays, chiseling away at God, what, what do you envision for this house? What do you want this house to be? What do you want us to do? Who are you calling Destiny Church to be? So I'm fired up. I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Vision is essential. Vision is essential. We, we gotta have vision. We gotta have vision. And I'm excited about our vision as a church. And, and we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come in, in more detail. But this morning, I, I wanna take whatever time I got left to talk with you about establishing a vision for your life establishing vision for you. One of my favorite verses concerning vision and, and purpose for which we were created is found in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. And the whole verse, honestly, it's really beautiful. It says this, verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. 
Come on, when you believed, when you said, yes, Jesus, I put my faith and my hope and my trust in you. I believe you as King of kings and Lord of lords, you were saved by his grace. Come on, that's the greatest news we ever heard. It says, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation, it's not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. And here's where it gets good concerning purpose. For we are God's masterpiece. Like we are God's masterpiece. Come on, this is incredible. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Here's the deal. We are God's masterpiece. But when we said yes to Jesus, when we gave our heart to Jesus, in that moment, he made us new right? We are a new creation in Christ. We read that in Corinthians, but there's a reason he made us new. Yes, he saved us so we could be with him for eternity, but he made us new on earth, on earth, on purpose. And I'll read why. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Listen, you were made new. You were created to do good things. And I think some of us have gotten so caught up in this, man, I go to work, then I go home, then I go to church, on Sundays, then I go to work, then I come home. We've got caught in this routine of life and we've lost sight, we've lost vision for ourselves that you, weren't, you were created to do good things. You were created for a purpose. And so many of us are walking around thinking, man, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Man, I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'll never, I don't have the personality for that. I can't, listen, no, no, no. This is why you were created. God had a vision for you, a plan for you, a purpose for you. You were created to do good things. No excuses. And I wonder how many of us have been intentional about aligning our vision with God's vision for us. I think we can lose sight that, yeah, God saved us by his grace, and he's given us the open door to eternity, and I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so thankful for that, and that's the reason I rejoice. But, that, but, but that's not the end of it, but he's also made me new while I'm on earth here for a great reason and a great purpose, and it's time I established some vision. It's time I started living with the mindset, man, I was created for good works. I was created to do good things. I was created to love God and love people. It's about time I put my foot in the ground and decided I'm going to do something about it. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. God has good things planned for you. Write this down. We were created by God for his purposes. We were created by God for his purposes, and I also want you to write this down. Here's a little gut punch for you. God doesn't exist for us. We exist for him. Okay, is it all right if I say that, church? God doesn't exist for us. We exist for him. And I think sometimes, even myself, Pastor Mark, I get in this mindset where, God, you're not doing this for me. You're not showing up, or I don't feel you. And, it, and really quickly, my actions and my words and my prayers and my thoughts become really, really what I'm saying is, God, you, don't forget, you exist for me. You exist for me. No, 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 no. We exist for him. And it's about time, man, we started living like the whole reason we're here, the whole reason we exist is for him. Amen? You, you can't, and here's the deal. You can't live the life God purposed you to live if you live a life with no vision. It's all about vision. Vision is essential. I want to share Proverbs 29, verses, verse 18. And um, out of the ESV, it reads, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. 
but blessed is he who keeps the law. New King James Version says that you may be a little more familiar. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Come on, vision is essential. If we don't have vision, we are wandering. If we don't have vision, we are lost. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Come on, vision is essential. Well, another one of my favorite passages on vision, it's found in the book of Habakkuk. And uh, Habakkuk, was, he's a prophet in the Old Testament, and he, his book is three short chapters. And, uh, you know, we see a conversation take place between God and Habakkuk. Now, what's unique about Habakkuk's book is normally when a, a, you know, a prophet in the Old Testament is someone who God would uh, specifically communicate to, then have that prophet communicate in large to the rest of the people. And so when the prophet came around, it's like, oh gosh, here comes the bad news. Like that was kind of the rep, that, that was kind of the reputation they started to build because oftentimes when the prophet would receive from God, the prophet was rebuking God's people for living rebelliously. That was normally kind of the way that it would go. The prophet comes around, it's like, here we go, guys, we're going to get a spiritual spanking from the Lord. He's going to tell us, you know, to repent and, t- and turn around. But there's something unique about... Um, uh, Habakkuk's book here because he's not actually addressing or writing to those who are rebelling and the tribe of Judah, God's people at this time, they are rebelling. They, are, they do find themselves in a season of rebellion. But, but Habakkuk's actually, he's writing this book for those who have remained faithful to God. So it's kind of from a different lens. And as you read through the book, Habakkuk, he's, he's questioning God on why he's allowing the Babylonians who are far more wicked than the tribe of Judah, you know, in his first chapter, he's like, I, I don't understand. Why would you let, like, if you're, if you're letting the Babylonians oppress us because, because we were being wicked and we're rebelling, what, why are you choosing them? They're not any better than us. God, they're worse than us, God. I don't, know, I don't understand your thought process. What, why are you doing this? And this exchange takes place, and we see this tough this tough discussion discussion happened between Habakkuk and God, and God finally reveals some answers to all of Habakkuk's questions. And I'd like to take this because I think this verse is so good. Habakkuk 2, verses 2 through 3, I think it can apply to us. It says, Habakkuk writes this, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. He's saying, listen, I'm about to, I'm about to, give you a vision. I'm about to explain my purposes for you and for this group of people, and I want you to write it down, right? I want you to make it plain so you can pass it on. I want you to put it on tablets so you can't help, like you, you can't forget it. That's not an option, okay? Then it goes on. Verse three, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie, and if it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God says, Habakkuk, I want you to write down what I'm going to say. And he's writing, remember, he's writing this to the faithful people, and it's saying that eventually God, eventually God will rescue them, but he, he will rescue people by their faith. Okay, now that's a whole prophetic message, and we can get into that another time, but, but in essence, I think there's something we can glean from this is we need to write down the vision God has for us. We need to establish some vision so when it takes long, when it doesn't come when we think it should come, 
right? When it seems delayed. What, what does it say? It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It won't delay. Church, I, I want to suggest this. We need to write down the vision God has for us. We need to write it down. I know everybody, you saw that little, you know, that little ticket that's on your seat. I want everyone to hold that in your hand. And I want you to be thinking about for you, you know, in, in, in 2020, vision for you. Vision for you. And, and maybe that's a word. Like, man, this year I want to be more patient. Man, this year I need to be faithful. I know my wife, uh, she, she picked out the word harvest. And she goes, man, I feel like, she, you know, she's like, I feel like this last year I just worked hard, tried to overcome some fears. I worked hard at stepping into who God's called me to be. I, I overcame some insecurities. I went, I went through some of that. She goes, but this year I, I want to I wanna walk in my purpose with confidence, right? So, so she picked Galatians 6, 9. That's her verse. I'm telling all her business right now, not looking over there. Don't, don't, Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in doing good. At the right time, you will reap your harvest. If you what? Don't give up. Her words, harvest. But for you, maybe it's like, God, I know you've been, I, I know you've been telling me I need to, I, I need to lead. Or, man, God, I need to be patient or committed. Or maybe it's, maybe it's a Bible verse. Maybe it's to do something. Maybe it's to put something down. God, I know you've told me to quit this substance, and it's time, Lord. I'm going I'm to put it down. We need to write down, what is, what is our vision? Come on, this is the whole reason we were created. We were created to do good things. Kim, you can come on up if you wouldn't mind. I love it. Vision is essential. The Message Bible reads that, that verse from Proverbs 29, 18 like this. If the people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. They stumble all over themselves. In church, here's what I know. We've all been created and purposed by God to do good things. To do good things. That's what Ephesians tells us. So I want to ask you guys, have you set some vision for yourselves on some specific good things that aligned with God's mission for believers? I want to go ahead and invite the band up too. I'd like the band to just kind of play over us. And I want you to sit here and think, man, search your heart, you know, maybe pray like, like God, what are, what are you, what are some good things you have for me? What are some things you want me to step into, pick up or put down or walk towards or walk away from? in 2020 and I want you to write down the vision and make it plain but but here's the deal as we evaluate th those good things he's called it, this should we we have this filter of the great commandment which is to love people and love God and the great commission right for me to become a Jesus follower and make other Jesus followers and impact people and then that verse from Corinthians about growing uh, to, in, to in maturity and being joyful like for us what, what do we want to do? What is God putting in our heart to do? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all those cards that you write on this morning. We're going to put them on our vision board, and then we're going to put together some creative mosaic to keep in front of you all year long. We're all in. And this, for me specifically, this is what I'm all in on, but collectively, we're just going to be a church that's all in. But we got to write down our vision. It starts with a vision. going to write a book to minister to others this year. God put, you know, there's a story on your life and, and you need to write it down. You need to tell somebody about it. Is that it? Come on. Are you going to start a business that'll support you and your family and bless them and give you the ability to bless others? Is God calling you to pastor? Is he calling you to teach? 
Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.